Have you ever wondered how to land a UX design internship at LinkedIn? Well, today we're going to try to answer exactly that. What's up, everybody? I'm Guo, and you're listening to the Not Just Pixel Show. There's a lot to learn as a designer. So in this show, I sit down with design professionals to understand how to grow as a designer and help you get that UX design internship or job. Let's get into it. In today's episode, I talked to three design interns who worked at LinkedIn last summer. I asked them a series of questions about their application process, preparation, and tips for future applicants. Personally, I took a lot of notes, and I hope this episode will help whoever is interested in applying to LinkedIn in the future. So, starting with the first question, what was your application process like? Yeah, so the first round were、uh, in late, in early January. I got the recruiter call. That's just a really brief overview of my backgrounds, walking through one or two projects briefly. Then I entered actually two rounds of case study, like thirty minutes case study with two designers from the team that's recruiting. And so in those two case study, I just walked through some of my past projects. Then after a while, like around half a month, I heard back. That I have a take-home design challenge that lasts around seven days. After completing and submitting the design challenge, I heard after a few weeks that I got to the last round, which is a mix of like doing a one-hour presentation on my design challenge as well as some past projects, and then I have two one-on-one interviews with my managers, current managers, and another manager. And th- and that's more like behavioral questions. So that was Yuhan, a master's student studying human-centered design and engineering at University of Washington, and she's actually returning to LinkedIn as an associate product designer. So huge congrats there! And to recap, the entire LinkedIn application process looks something like this: recruiter phone screen, two rounds of case study presentations, take-home challenge. Presentation on the challenge and on a past project, and finally two one-on-one back-to-back behavioral interviews. Seriously, can I just say, LinkedIn definitely has one of the longest interview process I've ever heard thus far. So people who are applying to LinkedIn, be aware of this, but don't be afraid because now the past interns will share helpful tips on the process. So on to the next question, then how did you prep for these interviews? Yeah, so I think every stage is a little bit different in how I prepared.、Um, the first round was、uh, like a quick fifteen to thirty minute conversation with the recruiter,、um, and it was mostly behavioral. So、um, in this case, I sort of looked at my past experience, sort of summarized what are some of the things I learned, how I grew as a designer, and I, I kind of wrote them down. And then preparation for that interview, I sort of try my best to bring up these past experiences, previous projects I worked on. Um, the recruiter in the first round did ask me to show like a quick five-minute case study.、Um, I fortunately had a, like a really quick summary of a case study prepared, so I was able to show her that、uh, case study, which was great. And I think like having a summarized version of a case study,、uh, making sure like your case study is very comprehensive, it's、um, is really important, especially during recruiter calls. Second and Fourth round, which was the more technical presentation style, I did the typical, you know, slide deck design.、Uh, made sure all my case studies I had, or at least the ones that I wanted to present, were in slide deck format. 
Um, I find that to be the best way to present case studies. And then I also brushed up on my presentation skills, so just practicing presenting these case studies. Asking some friends for feedback was really crucial. So just getting some feedback and constantly improving the, the case study and improving the presentation, that was really helpful. The more unique uh, round that I prepared for was the third round, which was the design challenge. Um, we had seven days to do it, but something just to caveat and preface is like after every round, the recruiter was really nice and actually had a call with me for every, just like give me an expectation of what to expect for, give me a rundown of what to expect for the next round. And in my um, preparation call with the recruiter for the design challenge, I was able to ask her a lot of questions on, you know, what's LinkedIn looking for. And then right after that call, I wouldn't, I still had a couple of days before I started my case, my design challenge exercise. Um, so in those couple of days, what I did was I kind of researched into LinkedIn's app and LinkedIn's more, we call it as flagship app. So the app that you probably use on, on your mobile device, um, that's called flagship. And I sort of researched on, you know, what are the different features they had. Um, and I sort of wrote these down as well as I, I was really almost like I scrutinized the, the visual design of LinkedIn and the design language and the different design patterns they use, like half sheets or they use models for this case. Um, I was able to take some of that knowledge and then apply it to my design challenge. So I think that kind of preparation for design challenge really helped me save time just doing the research. It also helped me um, understand what kind of the, what part of the LinkedIn app or what part of the LinkedIn product I can design my design exercise in or I can work within really helps. So that was David, a senior studying interactive arts and technology at Simon Fraser University. Now, I love how David scrutinized the visual design of LinkedIn and directly applied what he learned to his design challenge. That shows both attention to detail and proactiveness. So definitely a huge plus. Then what do you think made you stand out amongst other applicants? Yeah, um, I think this kind of also touches on like why I chose my case study as well, which is one of the questions you asked earlier. I think when you're just going into any type of interview, I I have just been, I think, kind of working on this the last couple of years, but I've just been trying to figure out how to best market myself as a designer, as a professional as well. And I think that's really important to actually think about before starting your whole interview process, because there are, you know, an abundance of UX designers out there today. It is a very competitive field. And I think that itself is very daunting sometimes because I think, you know, everyone's used to getting ton of tons of rejections, but you don't necessarily know why either. You know, we get so many rejections. But I think once you're able to, you know, kind of land that interview, it's also super important to make a good first impression. And the way I think like I talk about myself is that, you know, I, I think my skill sets lie in research and strategy. And I was honest about also just like wanting to my visual design skills. I didn't feel like I was like the strongest visual designer, but I, think I had really strong product thinking skills. It just happened to be a good match for my team because they were working on a product that was very early stage and was more exploratory. And I remember my manager specifically stating during one of the interviews that they were looking for someone with really strong um, product skills as well. So I think it just happened to be a good match, but I think if you're just honest with, you know, your abilities and true to yourself, you will find the right role for you. And I'm definitely a believer of that. And I know that must be kind of hard to hear sometimes, like just to, you know, be patient, be true to yourself and like the right role will come to you. But I do think that it's true. So that was Mita, a senior studying interaction design at California College of the Arts. 
and a huge plus one to Mito's first point about being more self-reflective about yourself as a designer. Like ask yourself, what's my background? Where are my strengths and weaknesses? How can I best market myself? Self-awareness is huge in product design, so I'll definitely recommend doing what Mita did. Now, let's also hear what Yuhan thinks made her stand out. I actually, I just asked my mentor because I saw that question and I was like, why did you pick me? And so here's some feedbacks they gave me saying like how I stand out. The first is how process driven I am during the design challenge. So people understand that um, not all people directly come from a design background. So as long as you have good understanding of basic understanding of some visual standards or interaction design principles, um, you're good, but it's important to showcase your process and how you make design decisions. So in that seven day um, like design challenge, I try to like plan at least half of the time for doing research and only actually two days for designing and more time for like design feedbacks or like seeking reaching out to LinkedIn because my, my prompt for the challenge was related to LinkedIn app. So I actually reached out to LinkedIn engineers and LinkedIn designer to give me feedbacks on my design challenge. And I think they said they appreciate how I take initiatives and iterate my design even with that limited like length. So I think that's one thing, just being process driven. And also I think I stood out because I showed a very like deep care for making data-driven decision in my design process. I was from a data science background and I also, from like every step, I was trying to get some quantitative and qualitative data to back up my decisions. And I don't know if those are the best decisions, but at least showing this, you care for the data, showing the potential that you will care about the business matrix about user data, that will definitely help. So from what I heard, there were three key things that made Johan stand out. Being process-driven, extremely proactive and reaching out to LinkedIn designers for feedback, and lastly, a deep care for data-driven decisions. I love all of these points. And this actually touches upon the next question. What do you think LinkedIn looks for in design interns? Yeah, um, I would say like you don't necessarily have to be like the best designer or like, the best design intern, but you, you do have to show like a willingness to learn in the interview process and a passion for design. But another thing, it's like I'm I'm not sure if other um, interns have mentioned this, but from how I've seen kind of design grow over the past couple of years and design internships kind of grow is like I would really highly recommend like prospective interns or I think like LinkedIn is investing more and more into this recent especially recently but I was I would highly recommend others to look into visual design or um, like practicing the visual design you know LinkedIn isn't always known to have the best visual design but in recent years they've been investing a lot into it so if you are able to show that you're a good visual designer visual design is becoming again, more and more important in product designers today so I think that is something that definitely will put you apart. Interesting. So it seems like LinkedIn is putting a lot of resources into visual design. Is there a specific example of that? Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not sure if you used uh, LinkedIn back in the day where like the design system used to be completely different or the interface very, very different. But in the past year, 
they introduced a new design system called Mercado. This design system is like very, very different than their old um, design system. And it's like, it has a refresh buttons. It has sort of refreshed fonts. And a lot of this ultimately will like, does push LinkedIn to be more like a visually inclined or like, which is like very, very important today because it like visuals does set your product apart from other companies. Um, so with this new design system, um, again, like there's, uh, there's introductions of like visual design office hours. So there's a lot of like visual design kind of focus that LinkedIn wants to invest in, um, that shows over the past year. So future applicants, this is definitely something you should take note of. The fact that they're investing heavily into visual design means that they may also look for designers with great visual design skills. So take note of that if you want to work at LinkedIn in the future. And in relation, let's also hear Mita talk about the four skills that LinkedIn looks for and additional tips. I think there were four main things I remember they wanted us to highlight. It was um, product thinking, visual design, interaction design, and research as well if possible. And I think that's probably applicable for like most companies, but yeah, that was what they wanted us to specifically focus on when even putting together challenge and um, going through like case study presentations as well. Like I said, I think they're a company that really cares about good work-life balance and a happy work culture. So I think I think they do a good job of just honestly recruiting people who are pretty fun, but also like very humble and down to earth. Someone who's a good team player. They really care about like how you collaborate in teams. This is I think more comes down to the soft skills, I guess. I feel like I would say with any role, like hard skills are kind of easy to learn, like even on the job. But I think it just comes down to like, honestly, your personality and just like how well you can work well with teams and things of that sort. But I do think that like, they care about people who are very, who have good product thinking skills. I think like LinkedIn itself as a whole is a very proactive company. They really care about their metrics. Uh, they're very much driven there. They definitely think about their business needs with just as much emphasis as their user needs as well. So keeping that in mind is also you, I think, think about what case study to present is probably good. And I think that's kind of how I just prepared for each interview, not only with LinkedIn, but just with any company, like thinking about what their values are. I would say like at my previous company, like Apple was a very like design driven company. So I felt like I presented projects that are very like that showed off at least my like visual design skills and I think was just more exploratory but here for LinkedIn I specifically showed a case study I remember that was more research heavy and I'd say like where I was able to contribute to more of the strategy as a whole and where I took on more of like a PM role if anything so I was able to kind of flex like different skill sets. And I think that's what mainly stood out during my interview process. I love how Mina tailored her case study selection based on the type of company she's applying to. So as she mentioned, LinkedIn looks for four specific skills, which are product thinking, visual design, interaction design, and research. But obviously the soft skills are also very important, which includes being a team player and being proactive as a designer. Love all the tips given thus far. And now, on to the final, final question. What are some tips or advice you can give to designers who want to apply to LinkedIn? I think one point, like, I really like the phrase that uh, some of my colleagues mentioned to me, which is for, like, fresh 
or like junior designer or even design interns is the attitude of like no fear. So I think this applies to multiple things, or it could mean like just reach out. Like if you want to apply to LinkedIn or any company, like reach out to the designers or like I don't know PMs and other people working that company and have them share some of their values and. How they work through. Even if you're in the interview process, you can still ask for the employees' ideas on like what to emphasize in each round of interview. For example, during my design take-home challenge, I reached out to people that I don't know, like even engineers at LinkedIn, just to have them look at my very junior like design challenge. So people are definitely more willing to help than you probably thought. So. Having that no fear and fresh eyes, always eager for like feedbacks and growth, I think that's a that's a good both attitude to demonstrate and also just attribute to have as a designer. Yeah, so that's one tip, and I have one. I guess my tip, particularly into the design challenge that you will get from that people get from LinkedIn or elsewhere, is don't get too caught up with one face of. The- Design challenge. This is what the the biggest takeaway I have is. Sometimes I I always feel like my research is not enough, or my hi-fi is not perfect. My details are not fully justified. But it's actually okay to like make some assumptions,、uh, as long as they're like reasonable and you have some idea to back it up. And it's okay to also admit that imperfection. In your decision, so even when people ask you, like an interviewer asks you, why did you make this? Do you think this is better? If you actually think that's better, just show that, admit that, and show that you're willing to take the feedback and grow. Because no designer is perfect at any level, so don't get too caught up with one face. Show the design thinking, the whole design process, and. Admit that you make mistakes, and you're willing to become better. I absolutely love the proactiveness Johan showed during the process. Like she even reached out to engineers at LinkedIn to see if her designs are feasible. Like seriously, that's some next level proactiveness right there. Now let's hear what advice Mira wants to give. Well, some general advice that I have for just, I feel like any interview, but what really helped me with LinkedIn is actually just reaching out to. Like I think once you maybe like get that call for your first round and go through the first round, I would definitely reach out to maybe like designers that work at this company just to get a better sense of you know what the culture is like stuff like that. Make it also like more decisions for yourself before like starting with any process. But I think what's most important is really nailing that case study presentation. I feel like that was really pivotal in my interview process to move forward. Also be Pretty strategic about also like the design challenge itself. There were some resources that I personally used when preparing for design challenges. There's a book that I really like that I can find or link down later. But yeah, I think the case study presentation, the design challenge itself, and also working on your presentation skills is super important. I think being a good storyteller is really what it comes down to. Even if you don't have that great of a case study itself, I think. How you're able to kind of present it and market yourself is actually very important. I'm not saying that it's that you can get away with having, I would say, like a mediocre like case study. I think they do care about the quality of work, but they don't also expect you to be perfect. Like you are an intern,、um, they understand that you know you might not have a ton of work experience so far, 
and they're really like you know kind and generous about that um i definitely like um reached out to a ton of designers at linkedin at every round and i've just practiced mock mock interviews and that really helped so going even through like questions during a mock interview is like super important i remember like really kind of fumbling <laughs> during like the mock interviews and like not knowing what to say but it was really good because i took some notes for myself later and then like kept that in mind and i will say like a lot of questions i was asked were really like very um product focused so thinking about just how your designs affect the entire like just their goals overall as a business um even as they kind of like try to apply, I would say like whatever your case study is, like thinking about that, like as um, relating it back to the business itself and especially with the case study challenge. Yeah. Thinking about how it would fit into the entire LinkedIn ecosystem. That really matters a lot. I love how during each stage of the process, Mita reached out to LinkedIn designers to do mock interviews. Like, honestly, I feel like that has to be one of the best ways to prep for a LinkedIn interview. So definitely recommend doing that. And to run off this episode, let's hear what David wants to share to future LinkedIn applicants. Yeah, like I've mentioned before, and this kind of relates back to like some of the, the points I made earlier, but try to be your authentic self. And like LinkedIn really values this as someone who, who brings your authentic self to work uh, every day. And I would highly recommend, you know, if it, you can understand what really truly makes you unique and like leverage that in your interview process and try to sprinkle that in maybe with your case studies. I think that really helps a lot. There is like a little bit of misconception that like referrals might um, help you stand out or, or networking might help you stand out. I think it does to a certain extent, but if you don't have a referral, I still strongly suggest, you know, everyone to apply still, you know, I apply without a referral and, you know, networking can help. And I would suggest um, like people who want to get into LinkedIn to, continuously network not only with LinkedIn designers but with other designers in general just learn about other people's design process and learn about you know how others approach design I think it's very insightful if you are able to come across with like a LinkedIn designer that's a huge plus to you especially in an interview because you can one of the questions you might get asked is like why LinkedIn and you might be able to sprinkle in the fact that you had a conversation with a LinkedIn designer and sometimes your interviewer might actually know the designer that you had a chat with or you, you spoke with. So yeah, networking and referrals can help, but um, if you don't have a, a referral, feel free to apply as well. Um, and also be your authentic self and try to like leverage your unique experiences in the past. That's what I advise that to. So in sum, be your authentic self, apply even without a referral. And lastly, if you have a unique background like David, which he came from a business background, talk about that, leverage that. It'll help you stand out as an applicant for LinkedIn. So this marks the end of this episode. To future LinkedIn applicants or anybody listening up to this point, I hope this episode was helpful. And I wish you all the best of luck in applying. You got this. Hey there, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate your time. And again, before we say goodbye, my name is Guo, and you've just listened to the Not Just Pixel Show, and I'll see you in the next episode.